Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to another episode of Baraka Broadcast. On these episodes, we'll be listening to people from our Muslim community and talking about the struggles they face through their journey and try to learn and benefit from them, insha'Allah, and try to bring the ummah together one broadcast at a time. Today, our guest is Brother Usman Khan. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Osman. How are you doing today? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very, very well, Manib. How are you doing? I'm doing good, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah khairan for joining us today on our episode. And to start off, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit. All right. So first of all, I, I'm, I'm really, really happy, Manib, that you're doing this. This is fantastic. I'm, um, you know, Doing a podcast is, is amazing. And the fact that you're able to do this and, and just quickly, right? Just, just you know, like you said, like you immediately decided to do it. Alhamdulillah, you're here, um, which is fantastic. Um, so my name is, um, and you call me Brother Osman, so I'm Osman Khan. Uh, my full name is Osman Ali Khan. Um, I am a generation 1.5. And what that basically means is that I was not born in the U.S., but I came to the U.S. at a very, very young age. Um, in my particular case, I came here when I was five years old. I was born in, in, in Pakistan, Faslabad, Pakistan. Some would say Dil, Dil Pakistan, right? The heart of, of Pakistan. Depends who you ask, obviously. Um, I came here when I was five years old. Um, subhanAllah, my parents actually had to come, decided to come down here um, to, just to come to Disneyland, just tour the United States, uh, specifically Southern California, um, and come to the U.S. Uh, and just to, just to visit as tourists. And we loved it so much. They loved it so much that uh, they decided to stay. And, uh, um, and then after they decided to stay, I started going to school in Southern California. That's where I'm originally I mean, from, post, uh, after obviously Pakistan. And um, I went to school down there, elementary school, middle school, high school. Um, then I went to, we'll show all private schools. Um, and then I graduated there and I went to a junior college next to my house. Then I went to, uh, to UC Santa Barbara. Um, and so, and, and I would say that those years um, were some of the most, uh, I grew up in the 80s. So I'm an 80s kid, right? I, so I have a bias towards 80s, everything. Um, the best generation or the best decade ever. Uh, nevertheless, um, it was, um, I mean, my, my, my initial years, I guess, of life there at that time were, were some of the most, um, most transformative. Um, and, and, and I relish every, every single moment I had that, you know, in those years, uh, because they made me who I am today and, and, and what that meant for me now. Um, and so after I graduated high school, I went to junior college, a uh, local junior college. After that, I went to UC Santa Barbara and got my degree in uh, pre-law, actually. It's called, it's called Law and Society. It's an interdisciplinary degree that involves sociology, political science, law in and of itself, psychology, philosophy. Um, so a really a renaissance major there at UC Santa Barbara, let's just say, right? Um, trying to put in every single subject you can in terms of certain liberal arts um, encapsulated into one particular degree. Uh, after that, um, after that, actually, after you graduate, after you graduate, then you go, okay, fine, law school, right? Pre-law, right? Definitely, you know, and obviously being, you know, a child of, of, of Desi parents, you have how many, how many, how many choices do you have, Manim? How many choices do you have? Two. Okay. Even two. Okay. Okay. I was going to go three. All right. Oh, okay. you, have, you have three, right? There's a, there's the trifecta, right? There's the primo there, which is, you know, you're going to be going to becoming a doctor. Then if not a lawyer, sorry, not an engineer, then if those two don't work, then definitely law would be, you know, a, a definitely a, a, a route that you want to take to, to reclaim some type of glory. 
um, you know, in the in the Desi community. And um, alhamdulillah, I, I, I graduated and I did go to, I, I, I went to actually served, um, I interned actually at a law firm right after I graduated. Uh, and I was able to meet lawyers who showed me the, what the lawyer's life actually looked like. Um, and let's just say it wasn't as enticing. And it's not like you're watching LA Law or something, right? It's very, very different, right? Very different. Uh, very monotonous. Um, it depends, obviously, what you go into, right? Definitely. Um, and so uh, I saw just a different lifestyle of lawyers. Um, and so after that, I actually went to a, a small law school in San, Di- in San Diego, which I, I, I lasted three months. So you know what? This is great, um, but it's definitely not what I want to do. Right. It's definitely not what I want to do. Now, if you have, and then my parent, I had to convince my parents now, like, you know, listen, listen, Amiyaji, this isn't uh, something I, I see myself doing for the rest of my life. Right. And alhamdulillah to that end, you know, they could have either said, no, you know, Beta, you're going to do this. Um, or they said, okay, fine. You know what? We want you to be content in what you do. We want you to be happy with what you do. So go ahead, choose. I had no secondary options. Like, okay, come back home. And then choose what you want to do. I was like, are you, so, are you sure? Are you 100% positive? Alhamdulillah, they were supportive enough for me to, to leave law school and come back um, and kind of find my own niche um, and, and see where, where I wanted to go. Um, I actually started to work at this law firm, this, sorry, law firm, this uh, computer, computer leasing firm called El Camino Real. And um, I, was, I was in there and, there was a, and I, was, I, I was there for like 18 months. And I sat in a cubicle and at that same time I had, alhamdulillah, I had also gotten married at the same time. And, um, as soon as I got, I, I got married and then started working there. And then, um, subhanAllah, um, I saw this movie called, um, office space. And it was about just people working in cubicles, right. And the monotony of that life and just the, the hollowness of that existence. Right. <laughs> and, um, I told my wife, well, that's my life. Like that's literally, that's literally what it is, right? It's just this, this routine. You go to this cubicle, you come out, you do these things. And, um, and so my wife's like, what do you really want to do? Like, what do you really, like, really think about it? Not just following certain footsteps and, and a path that you may think you have to do. Uh, but what do you really, really, what, what really, you know, what's what you find passion in and or passion in. And, and I really thought about it. I was like, I loved being around kids when I was, I was, I worked at a baseball camp after college or after high school and I just loved being around them. And to be honest, I just wanted my summers off. <laughs> I was like, I just want summers off. So I just, and I, and I, after that, I, I decided to um, apply or apply to uh, certain schools. And I got a job at a school called New Horizon Pasadena. I stayed there for 11 years. Um, my children went there then I moved on onward to Averis for a few years, came here to Granada went back down to SoCal to New Horizon, past uh, Irvine, and then came back here at Granada. And now I'm currently, I mean, obviously it's a very brief summary, uh, a little bit about myself, right? Um, and so now here, and this is my third year. Um, I don't know what happened last year. Last year is, is I don't know, some time construct, um, I don't know, vacuum, whatever, but this is my, it's my third year at Granada, alhamdulillah, and uh, very happy to be here, alhamdulillah. So you've had a really interesting journey. You've gone through law firm, you've gone to like an engineering law based thing in El Camino, and then you switched to becoming a teacher. Yeah. What were struggles between switching and also coming from Pakistan, being outsider? Yeah. What were some struggles you had to go through? So there's, there's probably a lot more to the story, you know, than, but than, than time allotted, there's a lot of stuff that happens. And 
like I said, I was Gen 1.5. So coming to the U.S., there were I, you don't see any Muslims, you don't see any from Pakistan. You don't, you don't, you you don't, and you're now, <clears throat> you're now in an environment where um, honestly, you just want to be accepted. You want to acclimate and be accepted by this this new environment that you have no idea how to navigate. I had, I did not. The only two letters or words I knew of English were yes and no. It's literally it. And so you come in an environment where you're completely um, trying to kind of figure out who you are. Like in Pakistan, I understood who I was, right? There is an identity. I've lived there long enough to know, um, you know, where my, you know, <laughs> where the streets are, where the people are, how to communicate. But you're now in an environment. I didn't know where the United States was. I did know, though, I used to watch as a kid, I used to watch a, a TV cult show called Chips. It's called the California Highway Patrol. And I knew that Southern Cal- there's a place called Southern California where they spoke English. And this is how the people looked. It was, it was a show in the 70s. And when I got here, my parents told me, that's where we're going. So I kind of have an idea exactly of like the, the general area, what's going to be. But getting in, involved or getting into school and getting into, those, um, into that environment, I, I just had to acclimate, learn how to deal with um, people who are... I mean, I thought looked different, acted different, were different. I mean, religion in and of itself wasn't really an issue. It was just the issue of nationalities and, and people of different, different ideas. Um, I honestly, I just, I just wanted to fit in. I just wanted to fit in. Um, and I just wanted to become part of the crowd, right? I didn't want to be looked at, construed as anything different. I didn't want to be looked upon as someone who um, is from, as the other. So I did my best in whatever way, shape, or form to acclimate into a culture and an environment that was obviously very foreign. Um, and, 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 you know, alhamdulillah, I, 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 my mom did a great job of preparing me. She taught me how to read. She was always taught me how to read, not school. <laughs> my mom in the transitionary period, so mom who taught me how to read. Um, my mom who taught me, um, you know, how to, how to deal with people, um, you know, what to do, what to say. She was really my, my, um, my, my bedrock and my foundation. Um, and, and literally in the, in the younger stages, it's about acclimation and you just, you just want to be American, right? That was the thing. Um, and my dad, the same thing. And, and, and you coming from, you know, an Indo-Pak background where, um, however, you know, the Indo-Pak looks at the West, I just wanted to become part and parcel of this, of this environment. So as a, as a kid, I, I, you know, I started playing in one of the greatest ways, the best inroad would be to, to partake in, a, in, in sports. And so, subhanAllah, I, I met a gentleman named Chase Johnson, who, who, um, who actually ended up being a rapper. But we were seven years old, and he was a Muslim. Chase Johnson was a Muslim. And um, I, was, I thought that was so unique, because I had never seen. So my first best friend was African-American. right? My first best friend here in the United States is African-American. And he introduced me to a game called baseball. And I was like, cool, it's like cricket. It's just like cricket, right? Bat and a ball. Played it all the time in Pakistan. Great transition. So I, I started playing with him um, and I joined the same league he did. And baseball became the, the, the vehicle that helped me relate to other people, um, connect with other people. And alhamdulillah, I had a strong right arm. So I had some athletic prowess in baseball. So that became an attractive feature, right? And so uh, I was able to make friends. Um, in, on, you know, at the baseball, um, at the league that I played in, and then at subsequently at school, 
um, because I was good at something. And I knew that that was, because I was good at that thing, that was going to be my, my inroad into, into making connections with people. Um, and it was a, in a baseball for, until today, it plays a huge part in my upbringing um, because the road it let me down, even into high school and, and a little bit in college, really connected me with so many other people uh, of diverse, of, let's say diverse thoughts, ideas, and, and just personalities. Um, but I think the biggest thing as, as a youth coming in where you have no one around you mm-hmm. uh, and you have no one really out there, like it's not like there's a Muslim school you're going to and then your people of, 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 of whether it's your nationality or your faith are all around you. It's kind of deciphering an environment that, that's really unknown um, and you're kind of put in a position where you have to figure things out on your own. That was the hardest part. But alhamdulillah, I mean, you know, it, it, I, my parents always tell me, you're, you're American. And that was one thing that they always told me, like, you're no different than those kids. You're, you know, you're an American just like they are. And for me, American was just, I mean, there's no political nation, political ideologies here. I just understand myself as this is my land now. This is my country. These are my people. And I, I have to become part of a, an environment that I find myself now in on a daily basis. Um, and that was, yeah, that was the hardest part of that transition. But alhamdulillah, I mean, it took me about two years to really fully acclimate. By the time I was seven, eight years old, um, there was no distinctive difference between me and them. I thought that was great <laughs> for me. That was just, that was fantastic. Um, but that was, I think, I guess the biggest part of that initial transition here in the United States. Um, but repeat the original question though. Manif. So the struggles you went through, like while going through college and then going to working and then switching your jobs, yeah. what were the struggles you had other than trying to fit in as well? So I think I think when you get to as a as a kid in the, in, the, in those times when you get to um, middle school and high school right there's clearly an identity issue there right children are maturing um, people are doing things um, that um, you know I think people are exploring their own identities and I think one of the biggest things that um, that I had to also understand was where did where where was the balance between both faith and, and this new life that I'm, or this life that I'm living. Right. Um, you know, and alhamdulillah, like, like I said, it was when I got to high school, that was one of the biggest, hardest transitions uh, after the initial seven, you know, coming here at seven and going into, into a private school was being, was being part of, of, of this absolutely different crowd. Um, and again, there's a lot more details to the story, but like baseball, you know, reared his pitcher again, reared his head again as a, as a facilitator for me to connect with other people. Um, and being an athlete um, really helped me to see or to be able to connect with other people, but also to see a different, a very different lifestyle. Um, and it, it, it was a constant struggle to understand and balance what my faith is in light of this identity now that I'm trying to live. Um, and, and, and my parents, alhamdulillah, to that, to, to that extent, again, um, they just want me to, you know, they just want me to fit in. Right. And as long as I'm doing that and getting good grades, by the way, don't, don't forget that. Right. Let's not forget the good grades part. Right. As long as I am getting decent grades, um, I'm okay. Right. So there's that part that as an, as a, as a Daisy kid, you have to balance, um, in your life and you have to, you know, show your parents that you're still adhering to both if you're going to play sports, you can't let your grades slide. Right. And so that was, that was really critical. And so 
Alhamdulillah, you know, I was able to prove that. Um, so I had the acceptance of my parents and, and, and baseball as being an athlete, you know, garnered that acceptance from, from other people around me. Um, and I was able to make these, these lifelong friendships. Um, and then, um, you know, and then going to college, um, junior college, same thing. Um, baseball became that, that, the, the cat, the, again, the vehicle for my ability to connect with other people. Um, and then, um, and then going to college and college was actually a, a, a massive, massive turning point for me, uh, to come to really the, to come to grips with, um, both my, my, my American and my Muslim identity. And that was critical junction. Like that was a massive shift. And, and, and I don't know if you know UC Santa Barbara, it's, you know, when you think of UC Santa Barbara, you don't think of that, right. That, you know, you're not going to, if there's any place that you may not find reformation through faith and maybe Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara had a very, let's say a different image uh, in those days. Maybe it still does to an extent, but it's a really, really, it's a beautiful place. Uh, the place is amazing. Um, and I would say at, my, during my uh, end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year. Um, so how, you know, Allah places these things in your path. He allows you to experience certain things for, even if it's, even if it's seemingly, if it's detracting or if it seems um, hard at times, then he places these, these, these gems in front of you and you, you magically kind of see which direction to go in. And, and he places them directly in front um, and subhanAllah, um, during my, my soft, my junior year of college, there was a, a group of Muslims that lived in my same building and I, I would, I, I would identify, I, I knew they were, you know, I never talked to them very much, you know, I'd say, I'd say hi and everything, but I was, I was rooming with, with my non-Muslim friends. And then by the time I, in my junior year, I decided to just really take my faith seriously, like really take my faith seriously. And I, and I understood that. Um, this is going to be a turning point in my life. And, um, I just started praying. That's it. Like regularly. And at first, for example, like five, like five prayers a day was seemed like this Herculean task. And my mom, and my mom always, subhanAllah, um, you know, Allah says, make things easy on people, right? Stop the, never made things hard on people. He, he acclimated and adjusted to the level of difficulty for that particular individual. And Allah says, he's never going to give you a trial or task that, or, or, or a hurdle or a burden that you cannot bear. And so my mom was literally the, the, the manifestation of the hadith, right? That he's not going to give you something that you have, uh, you know, trouble bearing and, 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 and enduring. And see, she, um, I told her, I'm like, how can you do five prayers a day? She's like, just do what you can. Like, there's five prayers, and there's sunnah, and then there's this, and then there's that. And so the initial, like, you know, just the sheer number of, of salads in and of itself can be like, well, I can't do it. So she made things easy for me, right? And like, she's just, khalas, just do, do this. Don't do sunnah yet. Just do a fard. Combine it if you have to, as long as you're doing it. Um, and that salah was, was an entry point into something very different. I'm going to go back really quick about my mom. Um, she plays a pivotal role clearly in my life. Um, at a young age, even in Pakistan, for example, her ability to connect me to God on an organic level was phenomenal. It was never done through ritual. I didn't connect to God at a young age through a ritualistic aspect. In fact, she never emphasized Salah. She never emphasized these things. She emphasized the love of Allah Azawajal and who he was. And, his, and she emphasized the mercy and compassion constantly. Mercy and compassion. He forgives. 
He forgives. He forgives. Look at the beauty of God and what he created. So my, at a young age, my constant recognition of the world is through these, these things that law has placed before us, whether it's the sky, the birds, the water, constantly recognizing that these things were created by a designer that wants these things for me, that has put these things here for me and for everyone else around me. And so I, I, I saw God as this, this merciful, not a draconian dogmatic. He's not sitting on top of, you know, uh, you know, in heaven, you know, throwing down thunderbolts when you do wrong. Right. But someone who is, is invested in your success, like literally, and that's, that's literally the, 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 the concept embedded as a youngster. So I never really saw him as, as a punisher, but someone who had mercy, someone who wanted me to go to Jannah. <laughs> right? That's, that's the thing, you know, and I remember asking my mom, what can I, what's going to happen in Jannah? She's like, you'll get all the ice cream you want. I was done. I was at seal the deal, right? All the ice cream really must be a good God must be a good place to go. And that's where I want to go. And she, she connected me to God from a level of mercy and compassion and not necessarily just reward per se, but beauty that existed around us. And, you know, the seeds that, that Islam itself in and of itself is like, I always say is like a, a time release capsule. It's a seed that you plant at a young age and every single child and you nourish it and how you nourish it is the key, right? I mean, as we're born, um, the kalima said in our ear, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Uh, the adhan is given, sorry, right? And then the kalima can be given. But then the nourishment comes from, you know, the parents that help you, help you understand the construct of life through, through these, again, means of mercy and compassion. So by the time I got to college, all that, the, the nourishment at that point, finally, you know, the, the fruits of the labor finally grew fruit. And it started with something very simple, a salah. And that salah opened the door. And then all of a sudden, things started happening. People started appearing in my life to guide me in certain places. And to this day, there were a couple of people I met in my initial stage of Islam who are still my friends today, who are still a defining, defining characters in my life that began then. And subhanAllah, if you're genuine <laughs> and you're good and you seek Allah's mercy, he will put before you people who will lead you to the right path and will strengthen your bonds, not only through them, but with him himself, right? And subhanAllah, there's some pivotal figures that in those, in those foundational Islamic period that I had, my own reformation, that as they became part of my life, um, helped to secondary nourish my faith. And again, the idea of compassion and mercy, Allah forgives, Allah forgives. Um, and they made, honestly, they made Islam fun. They made it fun. Like you know, I enjoyed being a good Muslim. It was just fun. It was fun going to the masjid and praying. It was fun going out, eating with them afterwards. It was fun going to the gym with them. As we're working out, we're just talking about good stuff, right? And I saw this direct juxtaposition internally in myself that when I hang out with my non-Muslim friends, and as good as they are, and I like them, I, 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 I still have those friends to this day, mm -hmm. their conversations are different, but I feel replenished when I'm with these guys, right? I feel good. I feel genuinely good when I'm with them. So that seed that, that was planted for my mom in, in, in those early stages of my life was nourished by their presence, as opposed to not taken away by the other ones, but they reminded me of, of my return to Allah Azawajal. They reminded me of, of Moat. They reminded me of my death. They reminded me of the trans, even at, at age 20 and 21. 
So these constant conversations to think about our end, even at young stages where we see we, we're like indomitable, right? We're 21 years old. Death is never far away. You know, it's, I mean, sorry, death is far away and it's, it's something that's never going to, no, no, they're like, dude, it's going to happen. Um, don't you want to go to Jenna? <laughs> but little simple things, right? These simple things draw us and, 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 they, and they nourish us. And subhanAllah, Allah placed, you know, a couple of guys there. Then when I moved back to Southern California to, to LA back home, uh, there's another pivotal figure that God placed before my before me, and even to this day, he's my teacher. We meet every sun, we meet almost every other Sunday or every Sunday. We talk. He lives in Dubai now. We you know, and he's still he's the ballast in the storm for me, right? He is someone I can, and he taught me um, to look at Islam through a lens where I don't critique other people, but I, I inflect more on myself as opposed to looking at others. And critiquing them um, in order to make myself feel good. Well, I'm better than him. It's like, no, 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 no. He's no better than you, right? What are you? What are you doing for? Your, and he was a he was a action based Muslim, right? Um, Subhanallah. He took me under his wing and he, and he taught me how to how to respond to people, how to um, how to navigate, you know, the the religious world and the non religious world um, in a way that I had never been taught before. In that sense. And so, you know, Allah is like, these are, these are, this is this ladder that Allah gives you in, this, in, in the world to get closer to him. Um, and so with those struggles, if you're genuine and you want to become good and you want to get closer, Allah, he will put things before you to get closer. It's your choice to take or deny. It's your choice. And, and we go back to Allah, same thing. So I, I place before you um, mechanisms to get closer to me. <laughs> did, you, did you respond to them? Shall I, I hope I can say the right answers when I, when I get there. I, of course, in the affirmative, definitely. 